Ito ang Ice Garden. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Top Shelf where we keep the hot takes and the hard liquor. I'm Hannah Beavis. I'm here with co-host Michelle J. Uh, and welcome to the show. We're recording a little later this week because we wanted to wait until the preliminary play was over for the Olympics. And also, it was just a really busy week in women's hockey. Like, the schedule was nuts. There was a ton going on. I just realized that we say where we keep the hot hot takes and the hard liquor. And I think I've only drank and drink, drunk hard liquor once. Just a random aside. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've had it more than once. It's that or wine. All right, you can you can hold up that end. What? Speaking <laughs> of that, what are you drinking tonight? Wine. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Classic. What do you? Are you have another beer? I do have beer. Um, I, there's this uh, local brewery called Night Shift out here, um, in the Boston area, and I don't know if it's like a line of beer they have or. If this is their logo, but it's like a little owl. But it's kind of an angry looking owl. <laughs> and the can, they're like, they all have owls on them and they're all different colors. And so I'm drinking what I call the green owl tonight. Because, well, the can is green and there's an owl. Duh. Seems pretty self explanatory. Right? That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a lot to discuss. I think. So we're going to talk about the Olympics. We're also going to talk about the bean pot, which Michelle was at, um, and which was a really spectacular game. Um, but I think we should start with the Olympics because that's kind of what everyone's talking about. And also there's just so much to cover. I think we just need to jump right <sighs> into it. Like, wh- like, where do we start? Where do we even, where do we, because there, pr- so preliminary plays over. We've, we've kind of, everyone's shaken out where they are in the standings. Should we maybe do like a little recap of where uh, teams are sitting after this first set of games? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That wasn't like a, oh, I'm like an exasperated, but it was more like a, holy shit, where do we even start? So we're recording on a Thursday, like next Thursday is the gold medal game, one week from today. Which will be nuts. It's at 11.40. 11.10. 11.40. So it's at 11.10. God, it was 10.10. It's 11.10? No, it's an hour later than last oh, night's game. Oh, boy. I think. I'm just, like, not... I'm just not sleeping at all during the Olympics. And I'm, I realized today, like, how messed up my sleep schedule is going to be for the next, like, week and a half. As if it wasn't already messed up, like, with the, these games already. And it's going to suck. <laughs> I legitimately, I took the day after the gold medal game off work. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing. I, yeah, I was talking Everybody to my... was like, what are you doing? And I was like, watching the gold medal game at like pretty much midnight. Because <laughs> so... like, like legitimately last night, I didn't fall asleep until 2 a.m. Same. Same. I just <laughs> laid there and stared at the ceiling for a while. Let's talk, let's maybe jump into that game, and then we'll kind of look at the big picture, because I feel like that's kind of the one that's on everyone's mind, or at least if you're, if you're a North American, that's the game that's on your mind. Um, Canada and the USA played for the first time uh, in this Olympics, and Canada won, two to one, uh, but it was yeah. not, it was not without some controversy. Um, it was just all controversy. So, like, the big thing that a lot of people were talking about was a goal that Canada scored to make it 2-0 that was maybe offsides. Mm. And I'm not... See, I'm not sure. Like, the announcers were talking about it a lot, and a lot of people on Twitter were talking about it, and I saw a couple, like, screenshots floating around of it. And I don't know that the angle that they were showing on NBC and the angle that I saw, it was, like, conclusive. I'm like, that's very close. It it maybe was offsides, but they didn't call it offsides, and I don't know if you had conclusive evidence that could, like, overturn that goal. Uh, I, I thought it was offsides. 
Um, I also think that they were calling like very similar calls, very similar, like very, like, they were calling like super close things offsides. Mm. So then it you was, know? yeah, so that it was weird that that one didn't get called. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say it was a goal by Sarah Nurse on a sharp angle shot that like maybe Maddie Rooney would have liked to have back. Like it was really a perfectly placed shot, but mm. it was one where like she probably could have gotten in position to make a stop oh yeah um one thing that uh kind of stuck out to me especially going along with that is that like sarah nurse as she like brings the puck into the zone tends to hesitate Mm -hmm. and i think that's how they got a lot of offsides called um yeah it's just interesting to see that, like, tiny bit of hesitation throwing off the game so much. Yeah, they were mentioning that, the announcers were mentioning that all night, which, like, also, the announcers were, uh, <sighs> mm, not great. Pierre Maguire was like, between the glass. I feel like if you take him out of the equation, it improves significantly. I feel like I'm not drunk enough to yell about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I need, like, another drink before we start talking about that. Let's move on to the actual game and not talk about the call. Um... I, this was a really frustrating game to watch as someone who's, like, been following along with USA for, um, the centralization cycle because it felt so similar to a lot of the games that they played against Canada leading up to the Olympics and that they possessed the puck a lot. Like, when you talk to them about what their style of play is, they want to possess the puck. They're doing that. They're getting a lot of shots on net, but they're not... They just can't put the puck in the net. And I have to go back and look and see, you know, like, if the shots that they're getting are just, like, you know, not really high-quality chances, if they're not getting screens in front of the goalie, if they're not getting enough high-quality chances in the crease area or around the front of the net. But, like, they have not been able to capitalize despite all the time they spend with the puck. They outshot Canada 2-1 to one last night. And so it's very frustrating to watch them, you know, play what should be a really good game, but it's it's just kind of the same old story for me watching. See, I thought, I, I would agree that they definitely are still struggling to put the puck in the net. And actually, watching the game last night kind of reminded me of the similar struggles that the Pride have. <laughs> in that they're super talented. They're getting the puck on net for the most part, but, like, the puck just isn't finding the back of the net i think i joked at one point last night that like there was a force field around the net like specifically like in between the posts and the crossbar that was just like pushing the puck away because that's kind of what it seemed like i'm like Um, i'm convinced they put like a magnet in the puck and then like magnetized the posts like the opposite so it just like sings away um i would say that I thought they looked better last night against Canada than they did against Finland, OAR, and in all of the pre-Olympic tournaments. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought they looked sharper, faster, more cohesive. Um, They came out of the gate stronger than they did in the other games. Um, I still don't think they played a complete 60, Mm -hmm. but I thought they looked markedly better than the previous prelim games and like from before i agree and especially in some of the earlier games that they played i think it took them a while in the game to like kind of get their legs under them and wake Mm -hmm. up especially that first game against finland like they really struggled in that first period um I even thought they struggled really bad against oar I i wonder i wonder how much of that is like playing to the level of your opponent maybe see it seemed like in the oar game that they were just waiting them out. Mm-hmm. They were just like, all right, we'll just like hang out back here. We'll keep our speed and intensity up, but we'll just like kind of let you run yourselves out. And then yeah. once we know you're tired, we'll just really turn up the pressure to like a hundred. Not that they weren't playing at a hundred percent, but like I felt like they definitely were. There, there was a, fl- a switch that they flipped in mm-hmm. that OAR game. And you could tell, like, 
when, especially with, um, I mean, Jocelyn Lammer just had the game of her life. Yeah. Um, and, like, you could tell, like, when they started buzzing around the net and, like, getting really good chances and they started scoring goals, it was, like, they're, like, a completely different team. And that's what oh, yeah. is so frustrating is because, like, they, they just need, I think, that spark. And that's kind of what I thought the Kendall Coyne goal was going to be last night mm-hmm. when they scored so quickly into the third period. Like, they they kind of had some signs of life. And they, they did, I think, play well after that. But, like, we haven't talked about her yet, but, like, can holy shit, Genevieve Lacasse was oh out God. of her goddamn mind last night. Yes. She was insane. So good. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because so the they, they, the broadcast last night was talking so much about how a few Olympics ago, maybe it was even like before Sochi, they um, reconfigured the um, the groups and made it so that way Canada the, it's like Group A is really strong and Group B is purposely like the lower tier. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to make prelim play a little more competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- but to me that makes it kind of weird because then like, unless there's some crazy upset USA and Canada, then like kind of coast. Well, I think they, I think they coast anyways. And I kind of like, I was really digging how the, the pools shook out this year because we can still see the difference in, in like the, the strength of play, but like, I was very entertained, honestly, by a lot of the games in Group B. Like, those teams that were able to, like, you know, Switzerland, um, Switzerland, Sweden, one of the best games I watched all, all Olympics. Because they, they were so competitive. And, like, you know, when, when you're at the same level and you can, and you play against each other, like, I don't care if it's college, I don't care if it's pro, I don't care if it's, you know, whatever, it's good hockey because you know it's competitive it's it's two teams that can go back and forth and that was and you know canada usa is like that sweden um switzerland was like that mm-hmm. um so yeah i i i think for now i mean yes usa and canada are coasting but again i think they'd kind of do that anyways and i think at this point that's kind of what people expect like that i mean we're it's, yeah it's still catch up i just wish that we would be that wow i just wish that there was a chance to see usa play a full 60 because not that they're not going to play a full 60 or like but i anticipate it more being like the oar game until they got mm-hmm. to the or like even the finland game when they were down and had to come back like like maybe if there's a chance for them to play canada more than once before yeah. the gold medal game like yeah I mean, pre- Make it a best of three. They were talking about a best of seven on the broadcast last night, which I think is too much. I would not. Too much. I would not mind a best of three for a gold medal. Like, that would be bomb. Can you, like. Right. I mean, like in 2014, there was that uh, the story that Brienne McLaughlin had. Um, for people who haven't heard of it, she, she mentioned on a podcast maybe a year ago um, that after the 2014 Olympics, there was um, so much interest in another Canada-USA rematch from, like, TV um, broadcasters or, like, um, TV stations that, like, wanted to capitalize on how intense the rivalry was. And so they were talking about maybe having another game. Like, can you imagine a best-of-three series for a gold medal? Like, and surely most of the time it would probably go to three games. And, like, the hype, oh, yeah. the hype that you could build up around that would be wild. Uh, if I thought I was anxious last night, I would just be in a ball on the floor in my apartment. Like, I would not be able to handle that. I was like, oh, I'm not nervous. And then I turned on my TV and saw, like, this, the the warm-ups. And I was like, oh, my God. Holy shit. It's happening. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. And this is just the prelims. Like. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. Um, Canada looked good. We've been talking a lot about the United States. Um, Canada looked good against the U.S. and like it, it was funny because I was wa- watching people on Twitter talk about how like nervous they were about the U.S. and I'm like um Megan Augusta looked good uh Marie-Philippe Poulin mm-hmm. w- was good was not their best player um Mm-mm. 
Melody Dau really stood out and did really yeah. well. Um, Sarah Nurse was good all night. Um, Augusta was good. Uh, Natalie Spooner had a couple good plays, as per usual. Um, Duh. Like, that forward group is just so... They're so deep. Like, I yeah. I have some, like, questions a little bit on a couple of, like, U.S.'s forwards, although, like, players like Gigi Marvin are quickly making me eat my words. But, like, I, it's hard for me to find a weak link in Canada's forward group. Oh, definitely. Um, I just, they're so, like you said, like, they have such a depth for that team that it's, like, who do you, how yeah. do you create... There's no true, like, fourth line. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D. Yeah. Like, which is insane to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is jumping ahead a little bit, but we had a mailbag question about Daryl Watts. Who, um, she can stay in college as long as she wants. I don't want her on this Canada team because she frankly terrifies me. And I don't want to have her play against the United States because that scares me a lot. (laughs) Yeah. But people are always like, oh my god, how is Daryl Watts not on Team Canada? It's like, well, yeah, A, she's 18, and B, like, they're staffed already. Yeah, like had like to crack this lineup, you gotta you gotta be really good, yeah. and like um the United States went with like a couple younger players like Kayla Barnes is eighteen, Sydney Morin's a baby, like twenty two, twenty. She's really young. Uh, young. Ma- Maddie Rooney's twenty, um but Canada in general went older. I think Melody Dau yeah. is the youngest player on that team. Like. Daryl Watts played on the U18 team. Right. And which she absolutely deserves to be on. Yeah. Um, people, so like, why isn't she? Well, because look at the lineup and the age factor in there. They're stacked. Mm -hmm. Also, I think she could, like, Daryl Watts looks electric this year in college, but I think she'll benefit from a little more time in college. I I agree. And and you gotta think, like, NCAA is very different than international play at, oh, yeah. the, at the senior level. Um, She'll benefit from a season next season with everybody back mm-hmm. with no centralization. I had another question for you about Canada before we look at the, kind of the whole Olympic yes. picture. Uh, and it was actually a tweet from Kevin Colelli, uh, I believe is how you say mm, his I know last name. Ask. Yeah. Uh, and he was tweeting about. Has Genevieve Lacasse played herself into contention to start, hypothetically, assuming that all goes pretty much according to plan, the gold medal game for Canada? Because, you know, I think Zabados is assumed to be um, the starter. And so when Lacasse was starting Mm -hmm. yesterday, people were a little surprised. But, like, you know, it's the prelims. Maybe you don't want to play your starting goalie against the USA. This is just for positioning or whatever. But, like, Lacasse was very, very, very good. And in a short tournament so like good. this, do you ride the hot hand? Or do you go with a player who has been reliable, although who, granted, has had some injury issues in this centralization cycle? So, on one hand, ride the hot hand out, especially in goaltenders. You know, that confidence boost for a goalie, I feel like, is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, USA, not that they necessarily proved this last night, but has seen LaCasse a lot more. Mm-hmm. Not only in her time in the C-Dub, but just, they've just seen her more. They're more familiar with how she plays, and I feel like you can play to her more. You can play to her weaknesses as a goalie more. Mm-hmm. And while they've seen Zabados in the Olympics, that's, like, not very often in comparison to how much they see Lacasse. So do you maybe start Zabados? I think I'm saying the Z too soft, but that's just because of how I say Zs. Do you start her because there's that still that unknown factor? And also the fact that she's probably your starting goaltender. Mm-hmm. So basically, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think 
I think Canada's still gonna go with Zabados just because, you know, it's it's tricky because yes, you want to ride the hot hand, but at the same time, you've got one shot at the gold medal, mm-hmm. and I'd rather go with a player who I'm, you know, who has kind of got that experience. Zabados has played at this level before, and I mean, so has Lacasse, but I mean. It's such a fucking toss-up. I, I don't feel like Lacasse... Like, you're really, really taking a risk hoping that Lacasse can have two games like that back-to-back against the United States. Like, you're really putting all your eggs in one basket, and you're like, oh, remember how Lacasse stood on her head that one time? Let's hope she can do it again. Here you go. Like, shoot shoot your shot, ride the hot hand, but, like, uh, I'd rather go with Zabados, I think. I don't know. I hate making predictions, though. So I know, but that's why it's, that's why it's so fun. Um, um, I think you'll go with Zabados. Zabados. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm looking at. So let's talk about. Uh, kind of just recapping what's happened so far. So USA Canada, um, last night was not the end of prelims but it was the second to last game after that finland and uh the olympic athletes of russia played finland won ha um we said we said that we said that finland was going to be the the bronze medal favorite and they have been proving so far that our our prediction on that front was correct um nice nice that was good you hiccup a lot on this show I know. I hiccup a lot in general, but it's usually just, like, kind of a one-off hiccup. I just, like, hiccup, and it's over. <laughs> it's super fun. It's super great at work, let me tell you. Oh, I bet. Um, so, looking, kind of looking at these standings, I'm trying to pull it up, but it's this website is so damn hard to navigate. We don't, it's okay, it's fine. So, Canada... Uh, won Group A. It won all three of its games with its win against the U.S. Um, it beat uh, the Olympic athletes of Russia pretty handily, shut them out in the first game of the tournament, and then beat Finland um, not as handily, but pretty solidly. Um, Finland is third in Group A behind the United States. It won one of its games against the Olympic athletes of Russia, and Russia lost all three of its games, which not entirely shocking, but yeah. um, not ideal. Th- this yeah, is where this is kind of where we, you know, we talked about last week. It would be nice to see maybe a larger Group B. I think Russia would have benefited from mm-hmm. playing in the, in Group B, and yeah, I uh, thought they looked good though. They did. Their goalie, especially. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. The USA and Canada um, outshot them quite heavily, and Finland did too. Not quite to the same extreme, but uh, they really put them through their paces. And um, oh god, I'm not—I don't have a roster in front of me, so I can't like see. Hold on. The goalie whose last name starts with a T that I kept trying to say and literally kept failing at it the other day. Tara Canova. Yes, Valeria Tara Canova. Uh, Played in one game, and then Nadeza Morozova played in another. She played in two. Um, Bad props. Yeah, but um, OAR is playing Switzerland. So OAR is playing Switzerland. Nope, that's oh. yep, that's Switzerland. Yes, yep, that's Switzerland. <laughs> I know. I promise. That, so that's the first. That's the first quarterfinal on Saturday. Oh my god, I'm very, yes. I'm very much looking forward to that game. I think Switzerland has a shot at upsetting Russia, and I would be living for it if that happened. Because Switzerland has looked freaking fantastic this whole Olympic Games. They, they're they perfect in Group B. They won all three of their games, and they won all three of their games pretty easily, thanks to... You think they're, uh... You think they're good enough to beat OAR? Yes, I do. Um, I think, uh, I think they're going to have maybe a little trouble keeping up with them. I think OAR might outshoot them. Um, but I think if you give Lara Stalder or Alina Mueller the puck, 
um, yeah. and you give them enough space, which I think OIR is not immune to making um, mistakes. Uh, Alina and Lara and Sarah Benz have been have shown this in this tournament that they're very very good at capitalizing on the mistakes of other teams. They turned like Sweden and Korea and um, Japan just like inside out whenever they made mistakes. And so I think if you, if you give them a shot, they can take advantage of it. Also, shelling will be in net. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe OAR outshoots them, but, like, she's a pretty damn good goalie. So they're going to have to bring their A game if they want to beat her. That is true. So that's a quarterfinal. And then the other one is Finland and Sweden. Oh, God. Yeah. Man, that's, that's going to be... That's also going to be... Yeah. I think, I mean, Finland is is heavily the favorite, but if Sweden's got a hot goalie, you know, that, and and also, that game is, like, those two countries do not like each other. I mean, we talk about USA, we talk about USA and Canada a lot, Finland and Sweden do not like each other. Um, So, yeah, that will be interesting to watch. Um, So, yeah, Switzerland, definitely one of the stories of Group B, um... Also, we should mention, so Japan won their first game in Olympic play, which was super exciting. Um, They beat Korea, which... Yeah. I mean, mean, Korea's 22nd-ish in the nation, or in the world. So, not a huge shocker, but, you know, they'll take what they can get, I guess. And... But Korea scored a goal. Yes. What, what... Yes, I did. Do you have the? Do you remember the goal scorer? There's. Uh, it's not an. I don't know how to say that name, Hannah. You could. Oh my, come on. I believe in you. Try. All right. So the Korean goal scorer in the game against Japan was Randy. There's too many letters in this one. Randy Hiso Griffin. There you go. He's See who? the double E double S double O kind of. I think I think it's he Sue. He Sue, I believe. Griffin. That would make more sense. Um, scored that, as one may call it, a historic goal. I loved how after the game too, like they were, they were talking, they interviewed her about the the goal. And she was like, "Yeah, it was a lucky goal. It probably shouldn't have gone in. I I got lucky." Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, she's honest. Like it was kind of a fluky goal, but you'll take yeah. it. Like and. It was so cool to um Alyssa um uh, has been live tweeting from the Ice Gardens Twitter account because she's in Australia and so her time zone most frequently lines up with the games and she was tweeting about how like the crowd went ballistic when they scored like it was very it was packed for that game and that the roof just blew off they were so excited Oh I'm sure which is like awesome to see. Mhm. Mhm. So so looking ahead, we're going to have OIR play Switzerland and Sweden play Finland and then the winners of those games will play the USA and Canada in the quarters and then and then we'll see um who is going to end up in the gold medal game and who's going to end up in bronze. And so the quarters are on Saturday. Uh, Saturday night, and then Monday is, or, I'm sorry, the semis are on Saturday night. Quarters Mm-mm. are on Monday. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. It's the quarters. Quarters first? Quarters first? semi is half. I know, but I thought, I don't, okay. Well. Yeah, the quarters are on Saturday. Okay. The semis are on Monday. And yeah. the gold medal game is on that Wednesday night, I believe, then. We've already made predictions, so I don't think we should make any any other ones. But um, I'm going to be interested to see if Switzerland can pull off another trip to the bronze medal game, which I think they can do it. I think they can beat OAR. Um, and then, I mean, Sweden would have to have a very good goalie performance to yeah. get past Finland, but, you know. Weirder things, weirder things have happened. I think I'm going to go with you. I like Switzerland. It's come out of Switzerland OAR. And I like whichever team 
will make Meredith not hate me. So Finland. Finland. <laughs> um, I wish that game wasn't the two forty game in the morning. It's a Saturday though, right? Yeah, but that's still two forty in the morning. I might hey, wait. I might try and stay up. <laughs> I have a five forty five AM flight that morning. Son of a gun. Cause For why? Oh you're going to you're going home, aren't you? I'm going home because I messed I that was a mistake. <laughs> I thought my flight was at seven. Oh Guys, no. Always make sure you check what time your flight is because I thought my flight was at seven. Turns out I land in Chicago at seven. Oh, which no. means I take off here at five forty five. So maybe I'll just stay up and then explain to my parents when I get home as to why I'm not a functioning human anymore. So that's our Olympic discussion. Before we move on to mailbag and our trivia for this week, uh, Bean Pot. Michelle? Bean Pot. You were there. Was crazy. Um, to recap, I think we've talked about what the Bean Pot is before. But in case you didn't listen or didn't pay attention or don't remember, it's an annual tournament in Boston that takes place over two Tuesdays, the first two Tuesdays in February, BU, BC, Harvard, Northeastern. Uh, And this year, the finals is between BU, who has not won it since 1981, I believe, when they were a club team, and BC, who regularly wins it. Mm Mm-hmm. BC is also, like, one of the top teams in the nation, and BU's definitely struggling a little. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to say it. I went into it thinking BC was just going to blow them out. Yep. I mean, BU has has um, Victoria Bach, but their goaltending's a little shaky, and, like, they don't really have the same depth that BC does um, and the same, like, stability. Uh, we saw that when Victoria Bach went to go play in U18s, I think. Mm-hmm. And they really struggled without her. Uh, meanwhile, Daryl Lotz went and you would only noticed it because Daryl Lotz wasn't scoring every other goal. I mean, you talk about BU and it's like Victoria Bach and I would like struggle to name another player on that team. Whereas with BC, it's like you have Daryl Watts and Katrin Lonergan and McKenna Newkirk and Katie Burt in goal. And, like, it just goes on and on. Yeah. They have a very, very solidly deep team. And, like, even across the board in terms of ages, um, they'll lose Katie Burt this year as a senior. But, you know, I think Katrin's a sophomore. They're, yeah, they're all really young. Uh, Daryl Watts is a freshman. And then they'll get back Callie. And Kayla. Oh, yeah, I forgot Callie's last name for, like, Flanagan. They'll get back Callie Flanagan on the blue line. Um, and Kayla Barnes for her, like, actual rookie season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, BC is going to be lit. But anyway, that's going to be <laughs> hot. Um, so, yeah, definitely thought BU was going to get stomped. And it was, like, an incredible game. Uh BC came out and it was two to nothing after the first period, and then BU came fucking roaring back <laughs> and scored three unanswered goals in the second period to go out three to um to leave the second period three to two. I mean, like these were monsters of goals. Um, I think Victoria Bach opened the scoring with just like a straight top shelf snipe over Katie Bird's shoulder. Like, the water bottle popped up and everything. It was just <laughs> it was gorgeous. Um, it was it was so much fun. Like, the crowd at the Bean Pot is always so electric, too. Um, and it was just, I mean, because fans from both schools are able to come because it's such a close quarters tournament. Um, so loud in there every time BU scored, which was awesome. And then BU held that lead for a really long time going into the third period. I I really was kind of like sitting on the edge of my seat in that third period going, please let them actually win. Please let them win in regulation. Please let them, like, I I kind of like, I thought they might be able to pull it off. Oh, I thought they were too. Um, And it was crazy because like every time the puck got below the hash marks on either side of the ice, there was just a lot of loud noises. (laughs) Lots of them. 
Like, we had so um, many loud noises. Joe Barbito was there for the ice garden, and he he was he took over our Twitter account, and he said, um, every time anybody touches the puck, the crowd screams, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. Like, oh, it wasn't. <laughs> it was like you know in um, what's that movie? I the, oh, the Anchorman. Oh, an Anchorman. When they just go loud noises, that's literally how I felt. It was just like, <laughs> loud noises. <laughs> It was crazy. Um, I was so bummed, though, because, of course, fucking Daryl Watts. Who freaking else? Like, ugh. Yeah. Of course. And it was, like, with, like, just over five minutes left in the game, I think. So we're talking at, like, minute 15, she scores in the third period. Mm-hmm. And, like, Michelle, you're a BU alum, so, like, you I want am. BU to win. But, like, I'm impartial, but I was really pulling for BU. I don't hate BC. I really enjoy them. Wouldn't mind if they won the Frozen Four. But, like, I really wanted the underdogs to win. I really wanted BU to get this one. And they tied it up, and I was just like, they're going to have a real hard time closing this out in OT. They had some really good chances, though. Mm-hmm. They did. I thought it was impressive. It was, it was impressive as to how long OT took it felt like that BU like really stayed with them um and you know gave them their money's worth and that was just like a fucking great game for women's hockey yes it was yeah to see just like it was just a battle um it was it was incredible which like Uh, let's talk about overtime because I think they took they scored uh BC scored 15 minutes into overtime but you, you were right. BU had some really good chances in that extra frame. Tony and Miano, um, who ended up getting the game-winning goal in OT, but, like, defensively, she was yeah. just, she was, like, shining. She had oh, sev- yeah. several plays where, like, BU had a shot to have, like, an odd man rush or, like, an open net or just, like, a good opportunity, and she took it away. Like, by herself, she took it away. And I oh, was, yeah. like damn the girl girl knows what she's doing girls like having herself a game and then she scored the overtime winner and i was like how freaking perfectly like you couldn't have scripted it better like she's the she deserved that goal more than anybody else on bc after that overtime period yeah it was she had she had herself as one as one would say it's the youths are saying (laughs) she had herself a game are the youth? Um, is that what the youths are saying? I don't is that know. what the That's teens what are saying? saying. <laughs> uh, like I actually thought BU was gonna win it. Maybe like a few minutes. I don't know. I ceased to understand time when overtime is happening. The the um, longer it went, the more I got nervous because I'm like, it's just gonna take one mistake. It's just gonna take yeah. one good chance. And I thought that they had that BU had BC on a mistake. They like Nina Rogers came like flying up the center and drew two defenders to her. And Tony and Miano was out there and like the puck did something weird and like somehow it wasn't Nina Rogers and it wasn't Victoria Bach. It's whoever their line mate is like ended up in front of the net on one side and Victoria Bach ended up on the other and whoever that is on BU I cannot see their jersey well enough and don't know their numbers well enough this year but like managed to I it was either a shot or a pass but Victoria Bach was just on the doorstep wide open mm-hmm. and I'm like 90% sure Katie Burt got the tip of her stick on it to just deflect it away from Bach because that would have been the game winner right there like Bach had the entire net and I thought that was going to be it or no not Bach Leslie yes yeah she had Either a good, she had a good game too yeah I was like that's it it's over it's done they won I was all ready to be excited and then fucking Katie Bird who made some outstanding <laughs> saves she had a she had a good game and in a season where she's kind of been up and down she had a good mm. game when she needed to um yeah that's been an interesting storyline both her and Northeastern's goalie um, have both been a little Brittany 
Oh, shoot. Bogalski? Yes. They've both had, like, kind of iffy seasons. I mean, because they, those were two of the biggest names coming into the season. Like, those yeah. were two goalies that really, you know, stood out. It was like their, yes, that's, those are the players to watch. And then they've both kind of floundered. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not not playing poorly, but, like, just not playing at the level that I think we expect. Yeah. Shall we move on to our favorite part of the podcast? Let's stump Hannah. Budgel muffins. Budgel muffins. Budgel muffins. Um, I hope you keep that part in. Okay, I will. Maybe it'll be the outtake. Or maybe it'll just maybe I'll just keep it in, I don't know. I've got one. Okay, go. How Okay, so I'm looking at Sarah Benz on Switzerland who has seriously impressed me in this game so in this Olympic so far. Uh she has 5 points total. How many of those are assists? Is she on Alana Mueller's line? She is a defender. Ooh. And she has five points? And she has five points in three And how games. many are assists? The, yeah, the question is how many are assists? Three. Damn. Did yeah. I get it right? Yeah. Yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> Damn. See, deductive reasoning. Yeah. Alana Mueller has scored like a kabillion points. A kabillion goals, excuse me. Alina. And but- I know Alina. What did I call her? Alana. You were close. Alana. Close enough. Alina scored like a kabillion <laughs> goals. And Switzerland only has like a kabillion and two goals. So mm. I had to like kind of deduce that one out. So you were like, okay, well, the two goals that weren't part of the kabillion were Sarah's. Probably, uh, yeah. Avi. Avi. Um, speaking of her, her brother's Twitter is Oh my hilarious. god. Oh my god. Can we talk about I missed the tweet when it happened. Um same. Nico, Miko, Miko Mueller, men's hockey. I don't follow men's hockey. I don't know. Whatever. His, I don't know what his name is. I don't not, even know what team he plays for. Not important. New Jersey, I think. Whatever. Um somebody tweeted at him and they were like, "Dude, your sister might be better at hockey than you are." And he quote tweets it and goes, "No shit." <laughs> Which, like, he's not wrong. Alina's, like, just annihilating everyone. And he's like, yeah, she's good. Are you just now noticing? Like, yeah. It's like, I think you're a little behind here. Or the one where uh, whatever boys team he plays for was, like, um, like so-and-so's sister, whatever the fuck your name is, <laughs> has five goals tonight. And he was he's, he quote tweeted it and was like, that's more than me. Hashtag zero. It makes me so happy that he, like, was interacting with it on his account. Like, I know. Like, give me more, like, Phil Kessel talking about Amanda. Give me more, like, um, just anyone. I don't even know. Um, Edmonton, uh, the Oilers tweeted about Sarah Nurse today, um, which was nice. I I enjoy when, when pro men's teams acknowledge that women's hockey exists. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um. Uh, Alina's brother's Twitter was hysterical. Um, I love when, like, they just recognize that, yeah, my sister's way better than I am. It's like, duh. Uh, no shit. I, priceless. <laughs> I want to frame I want to frame that tweet and hang it on my wall. I loved it. I know. Um, okay. You're, it's your turn, your question. Okay. Um, how, many re- I d- I d- how many retweets did that tweet get? I don't know. I can't even find it because I don't even know what his name is. That's my next question. <laughs> no, sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead. Um, I don't think I've asked this question yet. Um, so the Boston Pride is formerly the home of like 90% of the U.S. Olympic team. <laughs> yeah. That's a gross over- overstatement of how much. But anyway. Mm, not um, quite much. Who are the only two non-U.S. born players to play for the Pride? Like, over the th- three seasons. Janine Weber. Mm-hmm. Janine Weber is one. I'm trying to think of the international players. Fujimoto was on the Rivs. Shin was on the Rivs. Bayakova was on the Rivs. 
Weber was on she, Weber's on Boston this year. Although I guess it could be Canadian too. That's probably what it is. It's probably a Canadian player. Can I look at no I can't look at a roster that's they'd probably have That's cheating. Well it's I need to, I need the names in front of me is a problem. I'm trying to go off memory here. It's not working. Uh, can you tell me what season the other player played in? Or are they on no, the or it, on the it, it, are it's they too on, obvious then. Are they on the team? <gasps> Wait! Fratkin! Fratkin's Canadian. Oh, fuck. Yes! <laughs> right there. I had to give you a hint there. I, that was such you a did hint. Not, you did not give yeah, me you. shit! Give you a hint. No, you did not. I was dying. I was like, how do you not know? <laughs> oh, I was thinking I was thinking European. I wasn't thinking Canadian and I forgot I like I honestly forgot that Fratkin was on the team for a second. Well, yeah, it's easy to forget when she spends, like, half the game in the penalty box. Well, that's the thing. She hasn't really done a whole lot. Like, (laughs) I think, okay, but see, I think she has. But because she's a defender, you don't really see it that much. But I think she's very much strengthened the blue line for the team. Also because the pride keep losing. Shut up. Can we talk about how Buffalo clinched second place? Boston and Buffalo are going to be fighting for that second spot. My ass. Can't wait for the Buffalo Buttes to go back to the Isabel Cup final. Uh, Anyways. Anyways. I'm so mad. So Team Canada has four players tied for the team lead in points at the moment. Who are they? Team Canada has four players tied for the team lead in points. Mm-hmm. Actually, name two. Two of the four. Mm-hmm. Kaylee Fratkin. Can't believe I so almost forgot. Uh, still, still extremely mad at you over the Amanda Pelkey question. So. <laughs> I will yeah. never, ever, like, let you live that one down. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, that one was so my finest moment on this podcast. Super, still mad at that one. Well, I will never ever top it. Um, can I look at the roster because I cannot no. name a single person besides like no. Sarah Nurse and Marie Philippe right now for some reason. You cannot. I had to go off three seasons of the Boston Pride by memory. You can. You can. We're trying. It was to remember a player we talked about on the podcast like a million times. No, you can't look at the roster. Ugh. Sarah Nurse. Okay. Um, Natalie Spooner. Neither of those are correct, but you, Marie Philippe Poulin. Like, how do you not guess Poulin? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The four. The know. four Canadians who. So they. They have four points. They each have four points. Megan Augusta. Jen Wakefield. Oh, fuck. I forgot about Augusta the cop. Megan (laughs) Augusta. Megan Augusta the cop. Rebecca Johnston. Melody Dao, who's been so damn good. And I would hate it. I I hate it because she's Canadian, but I love it because she's just proven all the haters wrong. And Blood. I I mean, Spooner. Spooner's not a bad guess. Um. I don't know why I went with Sarah Nurse. Well, because you knew her name. <laughs> yeah, I was having one of those moments where, like, nothing was in my brain, and I was just like, blurt the first thing you think out. All right, one more, and then we'll go to a mailbag. Oh, it has to be women's hockey related, because I just thought of that's, a good one. That's the whole podcast, Michelle. The whole podcast <laughs> is women's hockey. <laughs> really? I didn't know that's what we were talking about. I thought it was dinosaurs and butterflies. Well, guys, we've had a good run. Um, Top Shelf is retiring and or becoming a dinosaur podcast now. And butterflies. And butterflies. We can't forget the butterflies. Yeah. Do not forget the butterflies. I'm looking um, at I'm looking at a gif of Jocelyn Lamoureux on Tumblr where she dropped two F bombs after her penalty shot last night. <laughs> Dude, that was such a shitty penalty shot. I can't believe we even talked about that yet. The do we want to talk about it right now? What do you mean was Yeah, sh- can we like interlude really fast? Wait what do you mean it was shitty? It was a damn good move. It was really Why good. Why is she being so fucking cutesy and going between the legs and all it's that bullshit? It's a penalty like... shot. Did you see, M- Michelle, did you see the freaking breakaway goal she had the game before? 
that was super cutesy too, but she pulled it off. The only difference was that Genevieve LaCasse was like a freaking master of goaltending and stopped it. Yeah, but if you're gonna be cutesy, like at least pull it off. I'm not mad that she missed. Like it was I thought it was a good move. It's not like she uh... lost con- it's not like she lost control of the puck. She got the shot off. Mm... Whatever. No. <laughs> the bullshit penalty shot. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was. <laughs> gonna make noises at you for the rest of the podcast loud noises loud noises when i was watching the game last night it was either like really like a lot of screaming at the tv um at one point i screamed like get out from behind the net (laughs) and chris was like are you talking to the camera or the players i was like the players because they can definitely hear me duh yeah you yelling Um, at the tv will definitely impact the game if we were playing Olympic bingo, one of the squares would be talking about the Brant sister story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how many total points do the Brant sisters have? Ooh. Well, Marissa has zero. So, the question is, how many points does Hannah Brant have? Um... Hmm. That Minnesota line has been good, but I don't think they've... Cameron Neasy has a goal, I think. I'm going to say one. False. You were wrong because Marissa Brandt had the primary assist. Oh, on Korea's goal? On the Korean goal, Really? So they have two points. Ah, They each have one. shit! I got... And I got... Ah, and I get... Damn it. Damn it. Okay, let's do mailbag. Ma- okay, Michelle, you have to say. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wag mail. Thank God we remembered to sing before the mailbag this week. Thank freaking God. Okay. Uh, we have maybe one of my favorite questions that we've had all um, since we started the podcast. It's from Connor Murphy. Thank you, Connor. Um, and he wants to know what story or which player has been the biggest surprise thus far in the Olympics. Do you have one or do you want me to go? Because I, I think I know what I want to say. You go. Uh, Alina Mueller from Switzerland has yes. been. And, and I guess maybe Switzerland like in general, but specifically how dominant Alina Mueller has been. Like she's leading. Um, the the women's hockey tournament in scoring with nine points um and like it, you have to take into account i think that they're playing in group b and they're one of the better teams in group b so that their margin of victory might be like a little bigger than like teams that are more competitive in group a um but really like not by much and like i guess you have to look at like canada beat russia pretty handily like 5-0 so like you'd expect some of their players to have more points but like Mueller has just been so I mean we talked about Lara Stalder a lot before this tournament and we mentioned Alina we we're like oh yeah she's gonna be really good too like she's someone to watch out for but I didn't expect her to be as good as she is and it makes me very excited to watch her in the NCAA next year she's gonna mm-hmm. play in Northeastern um and I, I think if Switzerland beats Russia the Olympic athletes of Russia she's gonna be a big reason why yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Switzerland with along with you. Um, for a lot of the reasons you talked about, I uh, was really impressed with them in the games I saw. Al- Alana. Now I'm very aware of how I'm saying Al- this. Alina. Name. Alina. Dang it. Alina looks just, like, incredible out mm-hmm. there um, for someone who has no NCAA experience. Yeah, Not she's... that that's, like, the end-all, be-all, but, like... She's so young. Yeah. She's extremely young. Um, I like the way she plays. I also... I, I don't... I wouldn't say surprised as, like, as surprised as I am about Switzerland, but uh, impressed by OAR. 
Hmm. Uh, okay. I thought against Canada to come out and play their first game in the tournament against Canada. They looked decent. Hmm. Um, they hung with... Well, I, I, I struggle to say hung with. But they didn't get totally beat down by the USA until the very end of the game, which most teams besides Canada can't skate with USA for a full 60. Um, I was impressed in the USA OAR game with how few zone entries it seemed USA was getting because mm-hmm. uh, OAR was just like swarming, especially at the blue line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked pretty similar, I think, in the first game against Canada as well, from what I do remember, which is apparently very little in my brain right now. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with that as my number two. I think, um, going back to Switzerland for a second, Alina Mueller has really impressed me. Sarah Benz um, also, who, which was a name that I didn't really have on my radar going into this tournament, um, has had most of the primary assists on uh, Mueller's goal so like the vision that she's had to set Mueller up has been really impressive um, mm-hmm. Japan has really kind of impressed me too and like yes they only won one game against Korea but they I think pl- they hung with Sweden and um, Switzerland and I think they gave Sweden really a scare uh, when they played like it that was a very uh, close game I think I think yeah. believe Sweden won only two to one it was very close yeah they're not at the same level as like a Sweden or a Switzerland are they're still very much like you know learning in process but they are you can see the improvement is there they were able to hang in uh longer and I mean Nana Fujimoto is still playing excellent hockey oh yeah I wish she would come back to the end up. Oh my, you're not the only one, man. I think everyone, oh my god, I can't imagine how many people would be excited to see her again. Did you, oh, okay. did you see that Jenny Scrivens was tweeting from the end of account? I did. And the picture she tweeted of Nana and um, Tucker? It was so cute. I know. It was so cute. Um, okay, let's, let's do one more. And then sign off. Uh, oh, wait. I liked this one. Mm-hmm. The start bench cut one. Yes! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you said that. Yes! Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Um. Yeah, we had a... Uh, someone sent in... Um. Yeah, a bench start cut, and they listed three players, and they sent us a few. Yeah, I got it right here. Okay. Uh, okay, so the first one was Coin, Decker, and Knight, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Are you ready to have your mind blown? You're going to cut Knight. I know you are. I Based on this tournament, start Coin, bench Decker, cut Knight. I know. I knew you. I know you. <laughs> um, yeah, start Coin. Yeah, I'm going to go with the same thing. Yeah, Knight has not been her usual dominant self like and also can we talk about how she had a wide open net to tie the game and all she needed to do was tap the puck in and she whiffed on the pass yeah i'm trying to forget about that that but thank you for reminding me it's gonna it should come back and haunt her any panic barns see this one's kind of weird because rooney's a goalie and and the other two are are not um but start you know Balls. Start, Barnes, Bench, Rooney, Cut, Panic. Same. I I love Barnes and Bellamy. Like, that Mm -hmm. pairing, that D-pairing is so good to me. I don't think they've been playing. I think Bellamy's been with Morin, or she was for a little bit in the Canada game. Oh, I thought I saw her out there. I thought I saw Barnes and Bellamy out there. They they might have still been out there as a pair, but I I remember seeing Bellamy with Morin at least once. Maybe it was a change. Um... I um, All right. I almost started Rooney, but I, I can't bench Barnes. And I can't cut her either. I think she's looked great, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Um All right, number 3. Spooner Augusta Wakefield. Oh god. God. I'm going to have to 
God. Ah. Start. My brain is telling me to bench Spooner. My heart won't let me. Um. Start Augusta. Bench Spooner cut Wakefield. Oh God. I couldn't cut Natalie Spooner. I can't do it. I can. I can't. <laughs> Start Augusta, bench Wakefield, cut Spooner. Uh, that's... All right, and the final one. We're going this, to the end up here. This one's just unfair. Mie, Russo, Agurashow. And I know oh. that I didn't use Mie's last name because I'm just really proud of myself that I can say her first name. So, God, this one's just flat out unfair. And okay, like this is gonna we're gonna consider Mie healthy. Yeah. Start Mie. Shit. Start Mie, bench Grusho, cut Russo. But that was very difficult because they're all on a line. Like they're all they're all on a line together. So like it's 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 crapshoot. Start Russo, bench Mie, cut Grusho. Okay. Do you have do you have a combo of three you could come up with? That's what I'm trying to think of. Um, Mueller, Kessel, Poulin. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Oh no, man, uh, now. Oh. Start Poulin, bench Kessel, cut Mueller. I purely th- because Mueller doesn't have the same experience level as the other two i think i cut kessel i think i eh? i don't i don't even i think i start mueller and eh? bench poulin and cut kessel and, and again this is based on this tournament right poulin has been good but not great uh and mueller has been outstanding i wish you could see my face right now I I can imagine that it's pretty scrunched up and making a judgy face at me. But I It's actually I, exactly the face I'm looking <laughs> at you. I how what I know what tournament I, are you playing in? I'm playing right in, now in your mythological mind. I'm playing in the one that exists where Elena like look like look me in the eye. Look me in the podcast metaphorical eye and tell me that you shouldn't do anything but start Alina Mueller after the tournament. She's leading the tournament in points. I don't care. She's if- in group B. I don't care. She Swiss- played Japan Swiss- and Korea. I don't care. Finland and Russia still can't keep pace with Canada. Exactly. So why are you having Mueller start and cutting Kessel or Poulin? I just, I think... You're crazy. I okay. You're crazy. I I um, stand by my assertion. Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> do you have Do you have one before we end the show? Oh um, my! I I who are you? <laughs> okay, look. If the question is who is the best hockey player, like if I had to rank the three of them, it's Poulin, Kessel, and Mueller. But the, that was not the question. The question was. The question was start, bench, cut. And yeah, to play in this turn. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, like, no. Mueller has been too good to do anything except start her. And Castle has been very good on that Minnesota line. And Poulin is Poulin, but I haven't been... I mean, on Team Canada, there are other players that I've seen that I've been more impressed with than her. That's my reasoning. I think we're playing the game differently. I, I think heads. we are too. I think that's okay. I think that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Um, all right. Bench start cut, not kill. Jesus <laughs> this is fucking over here. Murder hockey bomb. <laughs> Miranda, Jocelyn Lammer Davidson, and Megan Duggan. That's that's, uh, that's I don't I don't I don't even have to think. Are you, you sure you don't want to change that last one? Yeah, I know. 
They're on a line with who? Panic right now? I have no I don't I don't even know who the third person is. <laughs> um GG Marvin. M Lamb, J Lamb, and GG Marvin. J Lamb, Bench, M Lamb, cut GG. Although it was slightly more difficult to cut GG than it was to cut Duggan. Sh- shockingly. Shocking. Things I would not have expected to say before this tournament started, but I'm saying now. Yeah, her and Night Irvin P quiet. Uh yeah, let's let's Hillary Hillary Knight has not been great, which is very surprising. Yeah. I think they need to loosen up a little bit. They seem a little little uptight. Let yeah. the hair down. Let the hair anyway. down a little. Uh okay. Um, I think that our listeners should respond. Why don't we put it in the article? Uh the five bench Mary oh, not Mary we're not marrying these players bench Mary kill <laughs> bench Mary kill um whatever the fuck game we just played we should let's list them and and, and have uh, our listeners have comment t- or tweet yeah, at us comment or tweet at us let us know who you would start bench kill cut cut also, also tweet us more combos because I like this game and wouldn't mind Same. making it like a regular segment, especially just based on how players are playing that week. Yeah, I think it has to be at the end of the at the end of the podcast though, because this is much funner after we've had more to drink. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up. Um, thank you to everybody for listening. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please subscribe or follow us and uh, rate and review us. Um, you can we're on uh, the Ice Garden Podcast Network. You can also listen to uh, the Founding Four podcast. It's hosted by Erica Ayala and Mike Murphy, and they talk about the NWHL, and they're fantastic. We did not talk about the NWHL All Star Game this week because neither of us were at it. But if you want to hear more about how that went, you can listen to the Founding Four podcast. Erica and Mike. I'm sure have talked about it extensively. I haven't listened to their podcast yet. Uh, Erica was there and was tweeting about it, and it looked like it was a ball. Um, um, if you are listening to the show, send tweet us, Michelle and I, your top shelfies. Use the hashtag top shelfie. We want to see who's listening to the show. Um, and remember, if you want to have a mailbag question, send tweet them at Michelle and I, and use or use the hashtag top shelf mailbag. Um, that is how we find them. Um, thank you for being patient with us this week because we are recording a little later than usual. Um, and we'll see you next week. I think we're probably going to record a little bit later next week too, unless we do like a separate episode for the gold medal game, which might end up happening depending on what happens because I'm sure we'll want to yell a lot. Um, we could just yell during the game. Um, thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. The ice card is Um, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs>